So this is Adulting with Rebecca Adams. Hello and welcome to Series 2 of So This is Adulting. I'm continuing my quest to become a fully rounded adult today with the help of Nadia Essex, who will talk to me about relationships. Before I chat to her, though, let me tell you a story. My love life is as exciting as watching paint dry. In year 11, this cute guy, let's call him John, accidentally walked into me just like a scene in a corny rom-com movie. I remember my stomach dropped and for once I was speechless. I told my friends about this guy and no one knew who he was, so we called him William because he looked like this guy we knew called William. Yes, mature, I know. The next day, the doors opened in my classroom and in walks John. In my mind, I saw a bright light behind him like he was sent down from heaven, but I'm not really sure how it looked like in reality. I remember telling my friends straight away that this guy who I thought was God's gift on earth was in my class and on a daily, we would set out ways that I could talk to him. Looking back now, we clearly weren't the cool kids and had nothing better to do with our lives. Anyway, me and this mysterious boy, who I was still calling William, did not talk properly until the end of the school year. I think I added him on MSN or something. Oh, you 2000 kids, do you remember the MSN days? John and I eventually started dating a few weeks after my birthday. It honestly seemed like a movie, and looking back, this relationship felt very natural and easy, just like it is meant to. John and I had a great relationship, and it lasted two years. He was my best friend and someone who I loved very much. This was until he started getting close with my outer circle of friends, who were a very bad influence on him, which eventually led him to not be the same nice, dorky-looking boy I bumped into that day at school. I remember our breakup as if it happened yesterday. It was so stupid and something that is not breakup worthy, but because of our friends dramatizing the situation to one another, we were convinced otherwise. A few weeks passed after our breakup. I was a wreck, so of course my friends encouraged, aka forced me to go clubbing. Keep in mind, they didn't like John at this point and was doing it just to make him angry. I was stupid and listened, so decided to go out. I was having fun, which was refreshing after being sad for so long, until my friend pretty much pushed my face into his guy's face and made me kiss him. Looking back now, she literally just wanted me to be single because she was. After I kissed this stranger, I was devastated as the only person I wanted to be with was John. A few days later, John found out about that kiss. When he confronted me about it, I of course told him the truth. Unfortunately, now, because of that one kiss that I didn't even want to have in the first place, our breakup was officially finalized. Not because we wanted to, but because that is what others were telling us was the best thing for our relationship. We did try to remain friends for a while, but it was not the same. It all turned very nasty when I befriended one of his friends who I eventually dated just to make him jealous. Yes, it was stupid, and yes, I would never do that again. However, a few years later, he did the same thing to me and dated my ex-best friend. Anyway, since then, we have not talked, and I think he hates me. Anyway, I can confidently say that the only reason why we broke up was because of other people telling us to. Yes, we could have ignored them, but we were the type of people that thought at the time it was right and something that would have not been a permanent thing. Looking back now, it is a 
a shame that it ended, but it has given me one huge lesson. I have learned the harsh mistake to not let my friends make my relationship decisions for me. Oh, and to not kiss strangers in public. So this is adulting. So to help me understand how to dive into the world of relationships, I'm joined by a dating expert and former coach of Celebs Go Dating, Nadia Essex. Hey, Nadia. Hi. So how's the past few months been for you? Oh, gosh. Um, it's been a bit of a mental, a mental 2021. I gave birth in 2020. Yes, congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was a bit mad. It was about, I think, I think he was born about 10 days before lockdown. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so it was a really, the first three months were very tough because we just had, nobody was allowed in my house. Um, mm. So I found that really, really difficult to get through. Yeah. But you get through it and you become stronger and it's great and, you know, it's it's, now things are opening up and we're kind of going back to normal and it just feels so nice to be able to like, we went to our very first soft play um, oh, last yeah. week. Um, yeah, and it was yeah. just so nice to do, you know, I didn't expect my sort of mummy, the, the first half year of my mummy life to be isolated. Oh my gosh, so I know. I feel so sorry <laughs> for parents who, my cousin gave birth as well during lockdown. She couldn't get any help and she's like in her 20s and I felt so bad for her. So you know what? Hats off to you mums out there. <laughs> yes, all the mums out there, all the parents that are just doing their best. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's It's been a yeah tough, tough 18 months. Yeah, well, I'm happy that it seems like you're going straight into it. Um, so yeah. what, what are you now currently up to besides from, you know, looking after your kids? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I just I just um, launched a dating book or released a dating book. Oh, um, I need to read this. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I just, do you know what it was? It was once, once kind of things started opening up again, people kind of realised that actually single people were allowed to go out and, date again Mm -hmm. and so I had probably oh gosh maybe nearly a thousand messages from people just being like I'm scared I don't know what the etiquette is like do you wear a mask do you not wear a mask yeah do where do you do you insist on sitting outside do you stay socially distanced like what's the rules around Mm -hmm. dating in this like new normal yeah and I just kind of found myself like copying pasting loads of answers and I thought what like let me just put them all into a book and into then a people book, can just, exactly. just have it there as a little guide they can like go back to throughout yeah. their dating journey um and yeah just look released it on Amazon and Kindle um and yeah hit the bestseller list and going strong amazing that's amazing. Thank well, I need to read that because I need obviously all the date dating help and relationship help that I can get. My dating history is like terrible. Um, I just can't. So I definitely need help with relationships. But before we get into all of this, the people who might not know, so what do you do? Because you're a dating expert and obviously you want celebs go dating. So are you a dating expert? How would you describe yourself? I well, I mean, I've I've been called many things. Um <laughs> But I would, <laughs> but I would probably say like a love coach because I really okay. help. My goal is to help people find true love, mm-hmm. um, 
and that is what I enjoy doing and that is what I think I'm good at and Mm. so for me that's kind of all-encompassing and and that can be working with single people to help them you know find somebody or or also people in a relationship if they want to come back you know if they're having issues and they want to come back to love yeah oh that's cool oh, I definitely knew that so you actually you are known for your time on celebs go dating how was your time on that show you were my favorite by the way how was that time oh, on the show thank you yeah I mean it was like it was it was it was fab I mean obviously I look a bit different then to now because I had a full <laughs> makeup had we had makeup and hair and it was you know it was wonderful I didn't have all the extra baby weight that you carry and I, I can't even say that I've got a new baby anymore because he's a year and a half old year and a- <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun. It was a really good show, and I, you know, I, I it, it's it's because it's what I genuinely do for a living. Yeah, it was just it was just fun to be able to do it on like a bigger platform. Yeah, no, of course. Why did you leave though? Like you were literally my favorite coach. I'm not like dissing the coaches now <laughs> because, but why did you leave? Because I remember I was watching all of the old episodes. I think when first lockdown came, and I just loved your advice. You were just funny. I remember there was an episode with um, there was an episode. What's his name with Bear or oh, something? Yeah. yeah, and that was like my favorite. Your face was like, what do you mean? And he starts snogging like three people at once or something. Oh, so what? He was hard work. Why did you, so why did you leave? Well, do you know what? It was, I mean, it was a different time back then. Okay, that's the truth. I mean, there was no, there was no duty of care. There was no, you know, we got treated extremely poorly. There's a lot that went down behind the scenes that just wouldn't be able to happen now. Just wouldn't happen. When you mean Um, by duty of care, do you mean with like the production staff? Yeah, there was no, no one, you know, I, I, if I ever raised a concern about, you know, how I was feeling or the treatment that I was getting, or if I wasn't happy, there was nobody, you know, I just, it just got brushed off because there was nobody there to, it wasn't anybody's job. Yeah. So it was constantly, you know, oh, let's just get through today, Nadia. Let's just get through the next couple of days and then like we'll have a break. Let's just get through, you know, just put a pin on it. Let's talk about it next week. And in the end, you don't bother complaining anymore because you know you're being brushed off. And I just felt yeah. completely isolated um, and just not, <clears throat> not supported really mainly. And then we had this big, the, the Sun newspaper, um, uh, uh, not posted um, uh, created a story um, that had loads of edited tweets that saying that I was this online troll and I begged the production company to say you know like you know it's not true um, you know that I'm you know I was defending myself against people that were trolling me Yeah. all you need to do is just like can you please just say something can you please just set or at least give me the platform to set the record straight so that I can I can say something clear and, your name yeah and they said no and so it was just one of those where it's like you know what I don't want to work under these circumstances it's not it's I felt completely victimized and just really poorly treated and so I had to I, you know I, I just couldn't do it anymore so I quit well sometimes you gotta do that and I Take my hat off for you because I had to leave a similar job. Obviously, this podcast is about relationships, so we'll get in that soon. But I had to do that last year as well. I was in a very bad place with working at a job and it just got to a point now. And I was like, nah, man, I'm over this. So yeah. you know what? The show is not the same without you. And you know what? Oh. 
go you for standing up for yourself and hopefully you inspire other people to do the same thing because I feel that yeah judio care is very important and mental health is very important and if you're not getting totally. you're not getting um supported then no nah. my dad yeah. you know my dad said to me he was like you know what money is money but you can't buy you can't buy happiness and I was like dad that's so lame but then I was thinking about I'm like that's so true. But you know what? Well, that, that's why you left the show is not the same. So was there any contestants though that you were like, no, nah, man, I don't want to work with them? I know you said Bear was hard work, but he was funny. He, like I he mean, looked he like was, hard work, but he was really funny. He was he was difficult to work with just because he 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 wasn't he'd ever listened. So um, you know, that that was the difficulty there where he just was like a petulant <laughs> child and wouldn't listen. Um, yeah, yeah, I know your reactions are so funny. You're like, stop dating. You're like, come on, you got to listen. Oh, We're trying yeah. to help you. Like you, yeah, you were really, so funny really with your advice, Dima. I loved it. He didn't take it seriously at all. Um, but that's his prerogative, you know, and, and that, you know, if he wants to miss an opportunity to really yeah. learn and grow and learn some good tips and grow yeah, as a yeah, human, yeah. then that's, you know, that's his responsibility. So that's on him. Um, but in general, everyone was lovely. You know, there's always going to be a few people that you that's don't so get good. on with. That's life. But most of the time, like yeah, people... Yeah. People are just fundamentally nice people. And so it was a pleasure to work with. Exactly. That's good. Well, I feel like Celebs Go Dating was like pretty much the first love dating show. Now I feel like there's so many dating shows. It's not even funny. There's Love Island. There's like Dating in the Dark. There's like, what's that called? What was that one I just watched recently? I didn't, wasn't aware that, that naked one. Um, naked Attraction. Oh my God, I forgot. Yeah. Naked Attraction. I was like. I actually can see there's all the bits. Like, what are yeah, your like, com- no. like? What do you think of them? Do you like of Love Island? Like, what do you think of all these dating shows out there? Do you think they're actually helping people? I mean, yes and no. You know, there's there's people that have come out of Love Island that have gotten married and have children and lasted so far yeah. the test of time, which is great. Um, also remember that like fundamentally dating shows are entertainment first and that is yes. you know that's what people that's what the producers are hired for that's what the cameramen yeah. are hired for the, you know that they love is is a is a good byproduct if you find it but ultimately putting on an entertaining television show is what everybody's hired for so you know if, yeah, we, can, if we remember that it's supposed to be just a bit of light-hearted entertainment not Don't to take, take it so serious. seriously. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because you know, yeah. dating's get down. Sorry, dating's <laughs> no, that's fine. the best of times. Um, yeah, but yeah. Just a bit of light-hearted fun, I think, would is is the way to think about these things. So now I want to talk about like relationships. So, what do you okay. think are the key signs to a successful relationship? That's a really good question. Actually, I think for me, the number one most important part of a relationship is communication. Yes. Because if you can work as a team and talk about any issues that you may have and find solutions to problems together, yeah. you're going to win. Yeah. The, what happens is a lot of people don't talk to their partner about the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. Um, of, of how they're feeling usually. And it's a massive mistake because 
if you don't communicate properly, then mm-hmm. you just you won't last the test of time. And even if you do last, it, it will be a mediocre relationship. Yeah. And yeah. no one should be in a mediocre relationship. You want, you know, you can have the butterflies way past the honeymoon period. But you have to I, work. It. So how do you because I'm a commitment verb, I and the thought of me committing to someone generally gives me anxiety. How do you go from being like a free, I guess, to like in a commitment? I'm free. Like, I'm not saying like it's like a jail sentence, but like, how do you go from being like, yeah, how do you commit in a relationship? Yeah. So a commitment's just, it's, it's, it's just a word. And I think it's important that, you know, being happy, being single and independent is fabulous. Yeah. But wanting somebody to come along and enhance that is the goal. I mean, some people don't don't want that. Some people are happy, happily single and will happily be single and marriage and babies and stereotypical life isn't for them. Yeah. But it just depends, you know, and that's okay. If, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Well, how do you go from being, from dating to being in a relationship? Because I feel like there's like 50 things you need to go through to being in a relationship. Now you're seeing each other, you're talking, you're this, you're that. How do you go from dating to being in a relationship? I hate those talks. Like, so what are we? Like, I never make those talks first. Like, I'm just, I avoid that conversation. So, but how do you go from when, when do you think is a good time to date and then get in a relationship? Like, girlfriend and boyfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend or whatever you are well first of all I think that like definitely don't avoid any conversations (laughs) because already well already you are you are showing that you are not able to communicate about the nitty-gritty so for me that would be if I was dating you that would be a huge red flag yeah yeah so you have to yeah so you have to take responsibility and become a better communicator yourself yeah because you can't expect other people to tell you how they're feeling if you are if you are willing to avoid careful sorry if you're going to avoid situations and conversations because they might avoid situations and conversations because they might make you feel uncomfortable that that is literally the biggest red flag in commitments you have to be willing to just go for it and talk about it and not be scared yeah well, yeah, but what's the worst that can happen? And you're not going to die. That's true. Like, That's what's true. the worst that can happen? Like, you're going to have a conversation and then what? Yeah, people are just so scared, me including, obviously, to get into relationships. But you're true. Like, what, what do you think are bad signs in relationship? Um, I think, I mean, it's the, the red flags in the beginning. I think you have to trust your gut when it comes to dating. I think yeah. if, you, if in the beginning you think that it's not right, it's not right. Yeah, that's and true. And as, as humans, especially in the Western world, we like to see the best in people. Um, and we like to, you know, hope for the best. Yeah, but actually, definitely. That's not, that's not always the right uh, the right way. You know, be be picky. Be, have high standards. Be high maintenance. Because having those high standards and being, being high maintenance means that you're not going to, settle and you're not gonna <laughs> yes and you're not gonna lower your expectations yeah. for anyone and yeah, I think that's no, really I... really important like I, I think I, I think the biggest thing about dating is confidence 
So like with you, if we were coaching, I I would I would be asking you to work on your self-confidence. Oh, yeah, I don't you... want the self-confidence in the world. Like anyone compliments me, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is but this 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 to me is is bonkers because like there's nearly eight billion people in the world and not one of those eight billion is you. Yeah. And and not one of not one of the billions and billions of billions of people that have been before you have been you. Yeah. And once you die, in the in the eons of time, nobody will be you as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you understand how special you are? Like you, there's there's nothing on the in the universe in the land of time that will ever 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 be you. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Oh, no, stop it. I love that. But is no, but you're isn't right. It no, you're true. No, it is. When you think about it like that, because I know a lot of um, people don't really think like that, and I think it's definitely very necessary. Um, so, just one thing I did want to cover. So, um, a close—I won't say who—but a close family member of mine is getting divorced. So, how mm. do you go from being separated, or even even dating someone that you dated for so long, um, and then dating again? How do you, because you're always comparing to the other person, like this person is comparing it to the other person, if that makes sense. How do you go dating again after you've either been her or broken up? How do you, how do you do that? Because relationships are hard. They are hard work. I don't think they need to be hard work, but they are. How do you do that? Because that's one thing that I have found. Well, I know a lot of people have found very difficult. I think first and foremost, if you are, you know, going through a breakup, if you're hurting, if you've been through a traumatic episode, don't date. Time to like, heal. Don't do it. Like, why, yeah. why rush? Through it? Like, what? There's no need. Like, yeah. It, it, it's so important that you get yourself into a situation where you are, like, if you're not excited about dating, you shouldn't be dating. It's that yeah. simple. If okay. you're not excited at the prospect that the next date you go on could be the person you spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. Don't date. You're not yeah. ready to date. You have to be so unbelievably hungry for life and excited about the possibilities that you could meet the your absolute soulmate. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't feel that way, don't date. Yeah. Okay. Work yeah. on yourself. Because yeah. that is a self issue. It is and true when they say you have to love yourself before you you learn to um, be loved. Of course, yeah. Because how how if you don't if you think you're a pile of poop, then <laughs> someone's going to come along and treat you that way. Exactly. And then what what are you going to say? Oh no, you're not allowed to treat me that way, even though I think I am a pile of poop. No, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense because you don't know your self worth, and everyone everyone's has self worth. I believe you just got to believe in that. You know. And you, to, and you have to find it and you have to yeah. find it and it takes a lot of work it takes a lot some people it takes therapy other people they read lots of I read lots and lots and lots of self-help books about confidence about um spirituality about the universe about yeah. like, all that type of stuff I, I I I love to read and I yeah. listen to a lot of like podcasts and YouTube motivational videos yeah and, and, and inspirational people talk Like I listen to a lot of Oprah and her stories And the things that she talks about And it gets me excited for life Yeah, yeah, yeah And so well, you've got to do the work Because 
if you if you life is fabulous but it, it can is. you know if you and if you want to if you want to if you want a mediocre life, then you do mediocre things. If you want an exceptional life, then you have to go above and beyond and do the other things that people aren't doing. Meditate. Eat good food. Yeah. Do what makes you happy. Take time for you. Read. Research. Build your self-confidence. Get hobbies. Really, really, hobbies are so important. Like, I hate the word hobby because people are like, oh, hobbies, yeah, it's like on a CV. Oh, no, it's so important. You've got to do things that make you, like, excited. You know what totally. I mean? Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, hobbies are important, especially if you're dating, because nobody wants to date somebody whose life is they wake up, they go to work, they work, they come home, they eat dinner, they go to bed, Monday to Friday, live for the weekend, have no interesting stories. Like nobody wants to date somebody like that. Why would you want to date somebody like that? No, exactly. stop. That's my charger. Sorry, he's just chewing, trying to chew through my charger. Stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. No, 100%. Um, I don't know if you'll be comfortable talking about this because you have your little baby next to you, but I want to um, talk about when to have sex in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's perfectly comfortable. It's completely natural. Without sex, he wouldn't be alive and neither would we. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, um, I think I, I think it depends. I'm I'm a, I'm an I'm old school. You know, yeah. I think don't have sex on the first date. Um, I know you know there's exceptions to every rule, but if I think don't have sex on the first date, I think make them wait. I think it's important, especially for women. You know, because a lot of men will be like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But the truth is that there are still men out there mm. that will respect you less if you sleep with them on a first date. Yeah. And that's fact. And, you know, men are very, men are are not emotionally ma- as mature as women. It's we're, true. we're much more emotionally mature than men. We have to be because we, you know, we have to, well, we have to do it all. We have to give birth. We have to work. We have to do it, mm. do everything. So, you know, when you think about, I always think when you go back to like the war time, you know, all the men went off to war and they, their only focus was survival and, you know, winning the war. Yeah. The women stayed behind and they had to do everything. They had to learn how to keep the country running. So they had to retrain. They had to learn industry. They had to look after the children and then retrain and keep things running. So in terms of evolution, because of the war, we had to really evolve quick. Yeah, yeah. Because we had a a short amount of time. And men didn't have to go through that. And so it's not their fault. It's just that they're they're slower evolving mentally than we are and emotionally. They are definitely coming around. It is happening. Much more men see sex as two adults enjoying a consenting time rather than, than, you know, oh, she's, yeah, she's loose, she's this, she's that. Like, you know, they're using derogatory words to speak about women that enjoy having sex. Well, how so, do you spice up a relate? Like, how do you spice up your love life? Because I know a lot of people, like especially during lockdown, and I know a lot of my friends that are in relationships are constantly saying, like, "Oh, I don't want to get him to get bored. I don't want her to get bored." Blah blah blah. How do you spice up your relationship? Do you think? Do you think spicing up a relationship? I mean, your your love life in a relationship is important because I personally don't think that sex should be the number one thing in a relationship. But a lot of people are like, it is very important. 
I don't think so. What do you think? Well, I think I think it's very important. I think if you're not compatibly, if you're not compatible sexually, then <coughs> hang on two seconds. Sorry, you just this is just get down. <laughs> um, let me. I'm gonna have to turn the. If I I can keep talking, but I'm gonna have to turn the camera off because he's just calling all over me. If that, can I do that? Of course. Yeah, that's Sorry. fine. No, that's it's fine. Just, it's just too much. Because at least then I can talk at least. And no, 100%. Well, I think we, we just do video for um, some clips anyway, and I think the majority okay, of the great. good clips were in the beginning anyway, yeah, so yeah. that's fine. No, because he wants you... to sit on me and it's fine, but just this way I can talk and it's much more pleasant for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's fine. Right, so, okay. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think sex in a relationship is extremely important. I think if you're not compatible in the bedroom, you one or one of one or both of you is going to cheat yeah I think sex sex is extremely important and continuing to have sex is extremely important and spicing it up if needs be is extremely important you have to put you know you have to put a lot of work into a relationship and that includes the sexual side of it because if you're not prepared to do that it's being rejected sexually is is a tough pill to swallow especially yeah. by the person that you profess to love yeah so you know sex is sex is huge and enjoyable and finding out each other's likes and dislikes and enjoying a um relationship where you can be f- completely sexually free with each other and open and talk about fantasies and role play and all those fun and all the exploration and fun things that include, you know, I think an intimate committed relationship. I think it's great. Yeah. You mentioned um, before about cheating. That's another topic because I'm a big believer that, um, well, not really, but I, I feel like if someone is going to cheat, they might do it again. Should you stay with someone if their partner has cheated? So when it comes to cheating, two things. One, you can never, ever, ever stop someone cheating. Cheating is a choice and it doesn't matter if you, I think, listen, I think we all watch enough Jeremy Kyle over the years with women women that are like, my man wouldn't cheat. We spend 24 hours a day together. There's no time for him to cheat. He can't cheat. Yeah. And then the lie detector comes back and says he cheated. He cheated, yeah. You, like it's, if, if people want to cheat, they will find a way. They will cheat. That is fact. So don't waste any time or energy worrying if a person is going to cheat on you. Yeah, First. if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, you, it's going to happen. It's a, it does suck, but, um, but the, you're just going to have the, to deal what, with it. Yeah, and what you what you what what you should spend your time focusing on. Don't worry about someone cheating on you. Yeah, know that if it happens, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, and like, as long as you know you're gonna be okay, then you lose all anxiety around cheating. Because yeah, yeah. it sucks, but you're not gonna die. Yeah, and it's gonna be okay. Well, we don't have to get in touch with this, but earlier this year there were reports that you caught your partner cheating. The reason why I'm asking this is like, how did you learn to cope with that? Because I've been, um, I've been cheated on before as well, um, about five years ago. Um, how did you? You don't have to talk about it, but how did you learn to cope with that? 
Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, for me, you know, at the time, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is. It's it's a it's a betrayal of, you know, almost like a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. When you put your trust and your soul and your life in someone and they cheat, it's very, very difficult. Ow. Yeah. Um, to come back from that so but one the one thing I learned from all of those times that that you know all the times I've cried over a guy or have been cheated on or whatever I have survived I'm here and I'm thriving yeah and it's okay so even though yes it sucks and even though yes you know for so I remember I, I broke up with somebody and I think I spent eight days in bed oh god Literally, because I was so heartbroken, I couldn't get out of bed. Aww. And it was really, really tough time. But I need, you know, I needed that time yeah, to recuperate yeah. and to get myself together. Yeah. Um, but I did, and I got through it. And so I think, yeah, it's just a case of knowing it. You're gonna, it's gonna suck, but you're not gonna die. And actually, when you come out the other side, you're gonna be stronger, and you're. <laughs> And you're going to be a better data because you have, you're going to, grow, excuse me, you're going to be a better data because you're going to grow a layer of thicker skin. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I'm glad that you got through it because I didn't get the point of cheating. Just if you want to get out of a relationship, just like get out. You don't have to cheat, man. Like, come on. It's not that difficult. Um, but. <laughs> But yeah, so just a few other pointers. So when you when do you know when you are ready for marriage? I am a big believer that you don't need to be married in a relationship. You don't it doesn't fix any relationship. But for those people out there, when do you like do you need marriage in a relationship? And when do you know if you're ready for marriage? No, I don't, you definitely don't need marriage. But if you if you want marriage and your other part in the person you're dating doesn't, you're going to find it very difficult. You yeah. can't find you can't really. It's very rare that you will change someone's fundamental beliefs. So if somebody is completely against marriage, it it, it it's going to be a, a, a sticking point. <laughs> it's going to be a sticking point and an arguing point throughout the whole of your relationship. So in yeah. the beginning it's better to find somebody that has the same kind of morals aligned with, and goals aligned with yours. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a conversation you have to have at the beginning, like, yeah. especially if you want to have a family, like, do you want to have a family? Yeah. My cousin, yeah. she was dating someone for about 10 years and later on he was like, oh, no, I don't want a kid anymore. And she's exactly. always wanted to be a mom and now she's missed out on that. But it's all about communication. Your partner doesn't need to want to have a kid or want marriage. Like you don't have to force anything. No. But it's all about having communication. I guess if they do change that mind, that means you have to then find out if this is the person that you want to be with, you know. But Absolutely. what about starting a family? Do you think that's right? Or well, I think I think it whatever's whatever's right for you is right. You know, for me, I know that I, I'm very clear about what I I'm very clear about what I want in the future going forward. I want yeah. to get married and I want to have more children. And if I date somebody who doesn't want to have children or doesn't want to get married, well, then that's our first and last date. Yeah, because I yeah do not, exactly. I do not want to waste my time yeah. with anybody that doesn't yeah. want the same things that I want. Because I believe, like I said in the beginning, we are a team. 
and yeah. we need to have the same goals and values moving forward and the same wants and likes because otherwise we're, there's a disconnect yeah 100 percent. are you dating at the moment or no yeah always yeah yeah love that. love that do you go on the dating apps or just meet people naturally I prefer to meet people naturally. Same um, here. Oh, yeah, like, hey, I hate making conversation. I don't care how your day is going. Oh my god, I prefer to so, meet someone actually. Yeah, it's just the dating apps are just some. They work for some people. You know, my brother met his wife on a dating app. They're happy. They just Ooh. had a baby. They're happy in love. You know, I've joined a few dating apps, and for me, I just they just don't work. I mean, I've I think I joined Bumble. Oh, maybe two, two, three weeks ago now, and not one single person that I've matched with has asked to take me on a date. I know. And I just, I just don't have three weeks worth of endless, mindless chat in me. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. You know, I know. It's match, like, just ask for a coffee already so we can get to know each other. Well, no, I don't do coffee, darling. I do dates. You do. <laughs> I do dates, yeah. I don't do coffee isn't a date at all. Like, coffee What would you is, say is your ideal date? What would you say is a proper date? For me, I just, you know, dinner. Take dinner. me to dinner. Yeah. Let's eat good food. Let's drink good wine. Let's get to know each other. Like, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's romance. That's true. Love that. Well, just to round things up, what would you say is the one thing you shouldn't do when in a relationship? Um... Well, I think cheating is. Oh no! Don't be, cheat, man. Please. Could be a good. Could be a good. Um, could be a good uh, starting point. Um, and I also think. I also think. You know. I think any sort of dishonesty. Yeah. You know, yeah, just be true. honest. Like, like you know, like I said, you're not going to die. Yeah. You know, being honest isn't going to kill you. So just be honest. If you're not feeling the person, if you don't like the way they do a certain thing, if you don't. You know, if you want them to do something else in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, be honest with them. Be honest, you'll just exactly. Have, you'll have a better relationship and you'll build yeah. a bond that is unbreakable. And that's really what you should be striving for. If you want a relationship, you should be you should be striving to to it be the two of you as a team, like against the world, not the two of you against each other and then each of you against the world. Like that's a that's a lot on your shoulders. Exactly. What would you say is the key to a successful relationship? I said it before, communication. Communication, Communication yeah. and, and sex. Communication and sex. So you really think that sex is that much of a big deal? One million percent. Well, well, on that note, thank you so much for coming on and please <laughs> check out um, Nadia's book. And you yep. said people can find your book on Amazon, did you say? Yeah, it's 101 tips for dating after a pandemic. So yeah, so loads, of, loads of good advice about dating, but also some like COVID relating, but others just like standard good tips that will see you standard good tips that will see you, you know, well on your dates. Well, I'm gonna get a copy because yeah, Amazon and Kindle. Amazon and Kindle. Okay, please remember that. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Nadia. Have a good one. Adulting. Thanks to Nadia for joining me on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and I'll see you soon.